In Titus 2, older women are commanded to teach what is good so they can help younger women love their husbands and children. On today's show, you'll hear from older women who will share timeless, relevant biblical wisdom and personal, profound life experiences to help answer your questions and teach what God says is good so you can be the wife and mother you were created to be. Welcome to another episode of Older Women Likewise. We're so glad to have you with us tonight on Older Women Likewise. We're going to be talking about the beauty of mentoring young Christian women. And Cindy and I are delighted to have Janice McDonald with us and my daughter, Beth Stuckey. Janice and Cindy are great friends from how long? Not I shouldn't say how long, but y'all are just <laughs> lifelong friends, right? Oh, yeah. 70s at least. Yes. Mid 70s, oh, maybe. <laughs> That's about how long Beth and I've known one another since <laughs> sometime in the 70s. So. <laughs> so it's so great to have you ladies with us tonight to talk about the beauty of mentoring young Christian women. Um, we want to start out by talking about the qualifications that an older woman needs to have in order to mentor a woman that's younger. Janice, what do you think are, are maybe some qualifications of a mentor? Well, you know, um, as older women, we have time and experience on our side. And we really, the number one thing for me is to have a willingness to do the work. We have to be willing to do the work. And it's going to mean investing time and energy and um, really just making connections. And so that to me is the the big thing is willingness to do it. Mm-hmm. Cindy? What can you add to that? Well, I'm thinking about the women that I go to for advice. And often what a lot of them have in common is that for decade after decade, they've been stockpiling wisdom from the from God's eternal wisdom. So I know when I go to them with a question, they are going to be tapping into what God says on the matter. And so that's what I'm counting on is a familiarity with the word of God. So that's one qualification. Beth, what do you think is, is one? I think they covered it pretty well. I don't have anything to add to that. <laughs> <laughs> a weird one little the, question I had, Isla, was our yes. weird, weird little answer on this was they also need a humble, open-hearted young Christian woman who loves to gain wisdom. Like, <laughs> I know that's probably really not what this question was asking, but like, if there is not young women who want to be mentored, it doesn't matter how qualified this older woman is. Right. You know, we need open, humble hearted young Christian women that love to gain wisdom. Exactly. Janice? Yeah, I'd also add they really need to have good communication skills to be able to be a very active listener and to be able to come back and, and really have that communication loop um, be a consistent where you're not you know, getting lost in noise in the conversation. And I would think that a good mentor is going to have a genuine concern for the other person. They're not in it for what's in it for them. They're coming at this with a genuine concern of what can I do for and with this other person who I'm, I'm mentoring. Mm -hmm. and, and one thing I thought about true too, was to be trustworthy because yes. 
when you're in that uh, relationship of a mentor and a mentee, which is a funny word to me, but that person that you're mentoring, you should be able, to, you should be trusted so that if they say to you, I have a real problem with, they should not worry that everybody's going to know they've got a problem with X, whatever. Yeah. So you should keep confidentiality. You should be someone that they can trust with their confessions of faults and they're asking you for additional help. Uh, that should be somebody who loves people, not just loves the idea of loving people, you know, but they should really have that at love of people. What are some hindrances, some things that keep us from mentoring? Uh, Cindy mentioned one in that we got to have somebody to mentor that can be a hindrance to it. But what are some other things that maybe keep us from stepping out and being a mentor? Any thoughts on that? I think sometimes we're concerned because of the mistakes that we've made in the past that we might not be qualified to mentor. Mm -hmm. And depending, I guess, on the nature of the mistakes and the kind of mentoring that you're doing, the truth of the matter is that sometimes the wisdom that we've acquired is because of our mistakes. It's because we've thought better of something in retrospect. So some wisdom comes the hard way and women that have learned some things the hard way, they are women that sometimes have some things to offer because of their experiences. I think about when Jesus told Peter um, that Satan asked for him kind of by name and that when Peter turns again, turns back to strengthen his brethren, that sometimes, like you said, those experiences, that experience Peter had surely humbled him in a pretty huge mess up. Mm -hmm. um, but when he turned back again, he had an ability, a renewed ability to strengthen his brethren. Exactly. I remember a, a position that I, administrative position that I took and my mother told me, now I look, when you make a mistake and I, I said, when, but that was, I was going to make a mistake. She said, <laughs> you need to admit it and then you need to make it right and move on. And it's, to your point, Cindy, those of us who have made mistakes, made it right, and moved on can help younger women to know that there is life after mistakes or sins, that you can make it right, that you can move on, uh, and that, that that's, this is a wisdom that we can impart as well. Janice, any uh, other thoughts? Yeah, um, some of the things I thought were um, time. Sometimes the time commitment can be a hindrance, especially depending on what stage of life we're in ourselves. Right. And the other one for me that was a hindrance was just lack of confidence that I had anything really uh, to give in that. And, and so really um, choosing to step up anyway and just see how life experiences help in that situation. That's really good. Uh, another thought I had was sometimes we don't feel like we have a lack of direction. We're not sure how to go about that. We feel like we have something to offer a younger woman. Maybe we see that she needs somebody, but we're just not sure how to go about it. Uh, and uh, that might be something that might be a hindrance uh, for us uh, to, to do. And we're going to talk about that a little bit later on is 
direction in mentoring. But uh, and we spoke of it a little bit early, a little bit before about what are the characteristics of a person that we might want to mentor. Uh, and Cindy had said very rightly so. We can't be a mentor if there's nobody that's interested enough in us, you know, in wanting to learn. Beth, what do you think might be some characteristics? I um I have definitely heard um, what Cindy was saying about younger women not being willing to learn. And I think that's definitely true sometimes. But sometimes I think maybe we misread the younger women and they just don't know how to ask or they're afraid to ask. And so I've seen missed opportunities just because somebody thought they weren't interested and they actually were. So, and I'm not saying that that's not always the case because it definitely is. Some people do not want advice. Um, and I'm not really sure exactly how you go about solving that problem, but it is just something that I have noticed hmm. that a lot of times younger women are just kind of floundering, but they don't really know quite how to ask. It's a good point. So we might say a, a, a person needs to, to ask for mentoring and some as mentors, we need to, to see and look and see it and maybe an offer without because we have a fear of rejection on everything mm-hmm. and and you know, we need to to know i might ask and they might say no but maybe you know this would help so mm-hmm. cindy or janice what do you, how should that woman young woman or a woman who needs mentoring what should she be like well on my list of of thoughts on this i um I said someone who's looking to grow. They have to be looking for this and they have to be someone who can take constructive feedback. If if we're in this conversation and in this time of sharing, part of that feedback is is in in that conversation loop, in the communication loop, and and being able to take that feedback and process it, not just say, oh, that hurt my feelings. I don't want to be a part of this anymore because the purpose of this is growing. And sometimes it takes someone outside of our family unit to be able to come in and really give some objective viewpoints and that feedback can be hard sometimes. And Cindy? I would add to that. We've talked about being humble. We've talked a little bit about ask for that help, um, ask to be mentored. Um, be hard to offend. You know, 1 Corinthians 13, 5 says love is not easily offended. So aim for that. Um, it takes a lot of effort and time and love to prepare for a good answer for you. So love the people who reprove you. Like Proverbs 9, 8 says, reprove a wise man and he will love you. So be wise. Love the people who are willing to. Because sometimes reproof is an element of mentorship. Um Whoever loves discipline, loves knowledge, says Proverbs 12, 1. So aim for those kinds of attitudes. And I think you'll get more out of your uh, being mentored, being mentored. Good. Very good. Um, we, we talked about who should be mentoring, who should be mentored. Uh, let's talk about what would it look like uh, a mentoring session? What, what might we do? What, how would it look? What, what are you, some thoughts on that? Here's what it looks like 
for me. So often this starts out, it isn't even a conversation like, will you mentor me? We just kind of both fall into it. Mm -hmm. So often it starts like she tells me the darkest thoughts that are buried deep within her most, you know, deepest parts of her life, her private, painful places of her soul. And then I tell her how maybe that she could move forward by sharing two things. One, what God says on the topic and two, how I've seen what God says on the topic work when it has been lived out either in my life or other people's lives, like where I've seen uh, success happen. Um, then we look for like root causes of the problems. Instead of focusing on like the ripple effects of the root problem, we're looking for the root problem because this is the area of mentorship that I mostly deal with are problem, you know, problems in young women that they come to me with. We write down her goals and the steps that she plans to take every day to get closer to where she wants to be and um, how she can enjoy life as best she can while she bears this cross. Because a lot of mentoring, a lot, the kind that, that I do is a cross that's going to have to be born for a while. So how she can, um, like I have a podcast called 12 Steps to Overcoming Discouragement and Depression with Joy. So some of those techniques, and we've, I've done that on Older Women Likewise too, like how can you coexist? with this very difficult challenge that you're going through. So in my world, that's often kind of how it looks. Um, how about you guys? Janice, what do you think, um, what might you do in a mentoring? So I have a couple girls that I'm currently working with and um, they are regularly scheduled. We, our plan is to meet once a quarter to go, cause it's, there, it's not necessarily a problem or a crisis. It's okay. really, for me, this is relationship building. Mm -hmm. um, I'm actually just in the really beginning stages of this. And um, so my goal is to have it be like a four year process where I take a girl from junior year of high school through her sophomore year of college as she's going through making all kinds of decisions about um, what she's going to do with her education as she's starting to try and leave home and all those all those things that come with that very um, just intense time period in our in our um, growing up. So to me, it's really important that it is a psychologically safe environment that they know there's no stupid question. And even if it is a stupid question, it's not going to be, they're not going to know it's a stupid question because yeah. to them, it's not stupid <laughs> to them. It was something that they didn't know. Mm -hmm. And so there has to be a place for them to ask things. And my goal is to create relationships so that when they are on their own, they know that outside of their family unit, there was someone who took the time to get to know them as an individual. It wasn't because they were part of a teen group or because they were part of any, you know, any age category. It was because they as an individual mattered and that I took the time to have that relationship with them. And hopefully that is a connection for them that serves them throughout life, even beyond that four year period. Hmm. Very good. Very good. And, you know, some of the mentoring that I have had has been more on a practical level, maybe of, of raising children or just getting through some of those child raising years. Beth, what would you, how would you work with a, a maybe a young mother or whatever else? You I, I mean, about? I'm, I'm with Cindy and Janice. I, I think it starts out. I mean, I really feel like it starts out relationship. They, that's what I found. People 
Um, people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. Okay. And um, I found like a lot of what I, when I'm talking to somebody that's younger than me, it's usually kind of teenagery um, because that's what I have. <laughs> But yeah. I'm nice and, and kind and listen and am interested in my children's friends. And then they'll come and talk to you a lot of times. And, and I think one of the tricks, too, is to not give big emotions, to just be like, hmm, <laughs> when inside you might have big emotions, but you don't need to just let that loose. I think that kind of scares them into silence again. Mm -hmm. um, but just to listen and have a relationship. Good. Where do mentoring sessions take place? I mean, where do you mentor? I had to laugh at this one because my mentoring has been a lot, most of it on a hike. You're both facing out, you're climbing, like it's so symbolic. You're climbing this huge mountain together and uh, in a hot tub by the fireplace for four hours, lounging in the backyard in the gazebo in a coffee house like it's a lot of it is or just on the phone while multitasking sometimes is happening but because a lot of it in my life has been kind of spontaneous like some the girls would come and stay for the weekend or that kind of thing so to me it kind of created you know you're like it's almost like a spa or it's almost like it's cozy, and so I think, you know, hearts can open up around the campfire and that kind of thing. And have you, I can't remember where I heard this a long time ago, that conversations like that do better when you're on a walk or in the car where you're not facing each other. Like, mm -hmm. yeah, reason behind it, and I can't remember what it was. Well, and I think it's related, Beth, to boys, little boys. Mm -hmm. That's where I've heard that connected, where if you've got, you know, a four, five, six, eight, nine-year-old boy that you're working on Legos together. And it's, that's, that's the context that mm -hmm. I've heard that. Um, yeah, I think it depends on the person. Some people like they need eye contact in order to feel um, like they're being heard and valued. So yeah, kind of depends. Yeah. <laughs> Janice, what are some tips maybe that we can give to our viewers who are uh, considering or, or working on being a mentor uh, and maybe aren't sure exactly what to do or how to do it? Can we have some specific tips maybe we can give them? Well, I am. Um... I would say just really be observant. Look at look at the people around you. And this would be for a mentor and a mentee. If you as a mentee, if you're if you're looking around and seeing someone doing things you would like to do with your life, observe them and then ask them. Ask to make an appointment with them. With with looking at mentoring, you know, observe maybe who might not be part of, of, of the crowd that might need some, you know, or if you know of a situation, like I have a lot of people who trust a lot of information to me. And so if I know like, oh, this might be a good place for me to reach out and try and, and, and serve in that role. Um, but the big thing is just ask, hey, can I take you? So the, Cindy does hers on hikes. I do mine over breakfast. I take them out to eat and, and we just sit over some, you know, yummy breakfast and a hot cup of coffee or tea and, and we just visit and, um, you know, make it a really just casual, uh, neutral territory. Mm -hmm. That's a good idea, neutral territory. Uh, I would think it would be hard to like to go to somebody's home for mentoring uh, uh, if they were, you know, wanted to be a private, you know, right. conversation between you. So it's better, mm -hmm. yeah, like hiking or, 
or eating. Oh, eating's always good. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, one of my thoughts was to be sure that you have a goal for mentoring. If it's, I, I think sometimes we make our goals. I want to be better, and it's so broad and so you know it's not measurable. Are there some goals of of mentoring? I know Janice, you've mentioned helping a, a young woman to go up into a from childhood to adulthood basically and Cindy talks about with problems uh maybe uh are there some other goals that we might have with our mentoring maybe there's some specific skill that a person wants to have that we might help them with well, I know my plan with the girls I'm working with is to help them as they talk through like the, the thing that I have with with this age group is I'm in college, too, right now. And so I have an inside scoop and I work at a college. And so I can help them through some of the decisions that they're having to make. And I can come at that not just as an older woman, but as a fellow student, because mm -hmm. I I'm doing my education way later in life. And so bringing that connection about, oh, here's what kind of classes, you know, oh, that class was really fun, you know, and so I have that kind of connection with them that I'm not so out of touch with it because I've just taken those classes myself. Um, and so that's what I would like to do with them is really give them some idea because there's so many decisions to make at this point. And some of these young people, I feel like there's just so much pressure on them. Like, oh, if I don't do dual enrollment all through high school and get my AA while I am in high school and then, you know, having to decide, it, it, there's just so much pressure, pressure, pressure on top of all the social pressure that's going on. And, and then, you know, keep it's just too much. And so I want to be a place where they can just say, ah, it feels too much. And we can talk through what are the pros and cons of either way. So I'm hoping with them not only to, to walk them through that and, and have my one-on-one -on -one sessions with them, but also to bring them together, my whatever, whoever's in my mentoring group at that time, bring them together and do service projects. Maybe we make gift baskets for the widow ladies at church, or maybe we go do some kind of cleaning for a new mom or something you know, where we work together, or even just have them over to my house and say, we're going to have a movie night and I'm going to invite some of my peers who I go to for wise counsel too, and let, the, let there be some cross um, pollination, I guess, of, of really getting I like that. <laughs> because all of this, the whole purpose in this is building relationships mm -hmm. and being a safe place for them to ask any question that they have. Because if we don't answer the questions, the world definitely will. Yep. So very true. That's exactly right. Um, and I like the way that you, you know, we talk to people about, we talk to a young woman about what she how her life ought to be from the Bible. Uh, and we give that direct instruction, but then you also, like you were saying, Janice, you give some guided practice and here are some things that you can do to show godliness. Here's how you can show uh, kindness and generosity to others and, and encourage them to do that on their own, but help them along with it. Uh, that's to me, the part of mentoring that is, uh, it's, it's kind of, I don't know, tenuous, I guess, is between sending them out there and, and helping them, holding the hand and sending them out. And it sounds like you've got a good way in mind and your plan to help them, to help the young girls that you're working with. And, and that's really good. I like that. Uh, do we need a beginning and an ending date? 
for mentoring? Does it just go on or what do you think? Kind of depends, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. It, it depends. It's up to them, the mentee, to a degree. Mm -hmm. And uh, I love how Janice is talking about, hey, as long as you need to be in relationship, I'm here from you. From here on out, we're going to focus for a specific amount of time. But I'm here for you. Right. You know, and so that means a lot. Another skill I happen to know that Janice has that has meant a lot to me has been her ability to pray aloud for you. Like she and I pray aloud together. Mm -hmm. And she's had brought me so much comfort with that skill. And, you know, if there's a specific thing that uh, issue that they've come to you with, or if it's just kind of more of a mentorship that's um, where they have a certain goal in mind that's, you know, difficult to attain, but you've attained it. Either way, tapping into the power of God as yeah. their source of getting through whatever they're getting through. I mean, that makes all the difference. So I've really appreciated that in Janice of just being unguarded and pouring out our hearts mm -hmm. to God aloud together. Right. And it's really important for a mentor to be open and vulnerable and, yes. and to really express you. So because that mentee could say something that would really be hurtful to you, but you know, you have to be open to them and, and uh, it's giving of yourself and not just giving that little bit of time, but uh, like you both expressed, giving of yourself. So we have viewers, I am sure, who are interested in helping young women, younger women, women younger than themselves, and they, they want to do this. How can they get started? What are some things that they can do that will get this process started maybe they're you know not sure they don't uh, to me it would be awkward to say i'm a wise old woman I want to <laughs> <you."> <laughs> yeah. so what can you do janice to kind of get it started well, the girls that I started with, first of all, I reached out to their moms because they're in high school still. And so I reached mm -hmm. out to them and just said, here's what I'm wanting to do. How I wanted to make sure the mom felt comfortable with that. And both of the moms that of the girls I'm working with, they were like, oh, great. Yeah. And in fact, both the girls went back to their moms and were like, oh, this is so exciting. And um, one of the things I told them is I, I was wondering if they would be willing to work on a project with me because like I said, I'm in school. And one of the things I'm looking at is what do I do when I'm done with this particular part of my education? Because I don't want to invest in more education. And I think that part of what I want to do is something along the life coaching kind of side. So for me, I went to them and said, hey, would you be willing to work on a project with me? It's going to really be us going out to lunch like once a quarter or, or breakfast once a quarter and us kind of working together on some projects. So I presented it to them that way. So I was very proactive in this. I wasn't waiting for, you know, sometimes we, we have someone who maybe their life very publicly becomes obvious there's a problem. But then they're so wounded, why would they want to, they're not necessarily going to want to share. My goal in this is proactively reaching out, making connection, making those relationships so that maybe hopefully things don't have to explode. But if something happens where things have gotten out of control and, they, and, and life has gotten really challenging, that they know they have a place where they can go and talk to someone. Janice, when you were talking about how you first went to the parents of the girls, I was remembering how when my kids were growing up, 
sometimes they would start calling someone else mom or, and I love that. Like if, if, if this is like my second mom, that tightness, I mean, there is a way that it kind of takes a village. Like the more people that my children bond with at the local congregation, I am a hundred percent for that. Even if for a while they call them, hi mom, that's a good thing. That means they're tight. That works to your favor and theirs. Mm-hmm. And I've, I found with my kids, you know, that anybody else seems like could tell them the same thing I told them. And it sounded better from the other fellow. Oh, yeah. so. Brilliant. Brilliant. <laughs> Except for Beth. Beth wasn't like that, of course. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. I've, I've gone to my, now I've gone to people that I know my kids really look up to and said, okay, here's what I want you to tell them. And if they tell them, then they go and tell them and the kids go, okay. <laughs> You use resources, I guess. Well, Beth, I can't let you sit and not say anything. So what should a young person do who wants, who sees these, uh, you know, observes these older women who have things, they feel like they've got it all together. How can this young woman go to this older woman? What, what, how can we encourage her? Just go ask. I mean, I think the older women, a lot of times they just, they're just waiting for someone to ask sometimes. Um, they don't, you know, like either side, nobody knows how to get the conversation started. Just go ask. A lot of times they're really interested. And if they're not, you'll know pretty quick and just go to somebody else and ask. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes you can also, I'm sorry, Beth. No, it's okay. Go ahead. Okay. Sometimes you could also host more of like a group event for the range of age of young women that you're thinking about. And sometimes, especially if it's, Um, an overnight thing or a weekend or something like that, that can be the beginning of where they would see the value of of having you as a mentor as you kind of talk during those times about how you're always improving yourself and asking for help of others of how you need it. And um, as they learn like things that maybe you've struggled with in the past, when they know that the wisdom that you have was not easily, it didn't easily come. Like you had to work for the wisdom that you offer now and that they could relate to you like, Oh, they've had problems. I'm having this problem. So I think these social, these extended times together, um, that's can be one way that a mentorship relationship starts. This um, past weekend, I was at uh, uplift Tampa ladies day. uh, And one of the speakers said that she was part of a prayer group of mm. women in her congregation. And she said she asked several to meet together and they met like once a month or something like that. And she said, I would never have thought that the, I would really have anything in common with these women. But she said years later, after we've been praying together and talking together, we're so close and we just have so much in common. Uh, and I thought that was really interesting that as Christians, we have much in common with every other Christian. And sometimes we just need to spend time together to find that. Beth, any closing remarks? Did I you got something else to say? I think, or? You, cover, I think you covered it well. Everything's I don't good. have anything to say. Janice or Cindy, how about y'all? Just, well, just I would, I, would um, I guess a couple ideas that I'd mentioned before we um, close down is that I think it's very encouraging to the young women that we 
mentor to point out to them what you believe to be their natural abilities and the qualities in their toolbox that God has given them that gives you confidence that they can overcome whatever challenge that they have and um, be open about those strengths that you admire in her character, especially those that that they might have that you don't even have like, wow, I admire this in you. I don't even have that. And you can use that to overcome whatever this challenge is. So I think that could be very encouraging for the young women that you mentor. Great. Janice, closing comments for us? Yeah, I just think we we need to be with our eyes wide open for opportunities because they can come in simple, simple little times that we're not even aware of. Um, I had a situation where I was out with my daughter at a restaurant and a young mom came in who had a toddler and an infant. And I didn't really know her very well, but we, we did go to church together. And But I knew what it was to be a mom with a toddler and an infant. And I just went over and said, can I hold the baby for you while you eat? And my daughter went to the play area with the toddler and, and the mom got to just, and I didn't know, but that day was a really hard day for her. And uh, I would have totally forgot about the whole event, but at a ladies day that we had at our congregation, she was one of the speakers because it was about older women teaching the younger women. She was talking about younger women reaching out to the older women. And she shared that incident that I totally would have forgotten about, except that it meant so much to her and it just took me, you know, seeing outside of me and, and the, my moment and just saying, okay, I don't know her very well, but I know what it's like to be a mom with a little one. And this is one, something I can do. So I think we just have our eyes open for opportunities because we just don't know when they're going to show up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and we just need to reach out and, and begin and, and not worry about do we do it perfectly do we, as long as we are expressing God's love and God's word and, and we're reaching out, like Janice says, and just spur the moment or planned, either one, and let's reach out to younger women and, and let's, let's mentor and, and show that beauty of, of mentoring young Christian women. Uh, Beth and Janice, thank you all so much for being with us on the panel this evening. It's been a pleasure to uh, especially to work with Beth and to see Janice again has just, it, I always enjoy that so much. And uh, thank y'all so much for joining us. Uh, next Thursday night, if I'm remembering it right, Dana Carosa is going to talk to us about sacred selections and the uh, adoption process and, and give us some information about that. So we're looking forward to her if I'm remembering it right. So, <laughs> um, and uh, so be sure to tune in to Older Women Likewise Thursday evenings at 8 o'clock on Eastern Time. Uh, the rest of the week, there are plenty of things for you to do, to watch, to study God's Word. On Tuesday nights, Answering Religious Error, Keeping My Head On Straight is their dis- ongoing discussion on Tuesdays at 8 o'clock. And then Wednesdays at noon, uh, you can have your questions answered. Uh, send those questions ahead of time or send them at the time of the broadcast because they want to answer questions. And we thank you so much for joining us this evening, for liking us, subscribing, uh, share the videos uh, with your friends, especially those that you know can use this particular information. 
and we thank you so much for all your support and we appreciate all of that. And it's such a wonderful to be able to give glory to God as we mentor younger Christian women. So good night, ladies, and have a good week. Good night.